Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to win the six-game NBA main slate on Sunday. Yes, uh, Sundays are not just for NFL. We also have NBA, and this is a pretty solid six-game slate. But uh, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. If you're unable to watch these YouTube videos, they're also upload on Apple Podcasts. Link is down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. And if you're interested in signing up for premium content, now is the perfect time. Start of the month, I offer, again, two different packages, NBA, NFL, cover the main and the showdown slates. And the sponsor of this video is PrizePix. PrizePix, if you guys are not familiar, is a player prop site where you can pick two to five player props and win up to 10x your money. You can mix and match sports. There's a few different ways you can play for NBA. Um, you can take over under and straight up points, rebounds, assists, three pointers made. You can also take over under and fancy points. So yeah, a lot of different options. They also have a ton of different sports that you can, again, mix and match. So if you guys want to try out prize picks, make sure to sign up to use my code DKDFS. It is DKDFS, all one word. You get 100% match up to $100. So basically, deposit using my code $100. That's a free $100 to play with on this site. And as always, I want to thank you guys for your continued support. Um, hope you guys had a great New Year's, New Year's Eve. And let's see if we can um, start the year off strong with another uh, win here in uh, NBA DFS. But uh, before we get into players and their prices, let's take a look back lineup here from tonight. So tonight, um, you know, it's a what could have been night. Um, so it was a good night for me, but could have been a massive night. And um, partly due to uh, Keldon Johnson, um, shot like 3 of 20 from the field with everyone out from the Spurs. I just, I he is one guy, I think I've played five to ten times uh in my dfs in my nba dfs career and i don't think i've gotten him right once whenever i play Keldon johnson i always get the floor game so uh no surprise uh, he could not hit the broadside of a barn there and then you get the random foul trouble for Jokic plus the blowout and it was severe foul trouble too he missed about four minutes in the first half picked up his fourth pretty early on in the third quarter, and then the game blew out. So, like, Jokic lost a ton of minutes, and I was looking at that. I was like, are you kidding me? And the final thing I had to tilt about here, did you guys see the Washington rotations tonight? I did not think I had to sweat Anthony Gill closing the game over Daniel Gafford, but that's what happened. No foul trouble for Gafford, playing amazing. Nah. Close with Anthony Gill, who shouldn't even be in the league. Anthony Gill closes over Daniel Gafford. I just, Daniel Gafford played 20 minutes. I was expecting low to mid-30s from Gafford, who was smashing. If he would have got his 32 to 35 minutes here, Gafford is on pace for like 50. So, again, it was a good night for me, but, man, a few really tilting things there with Jokic, with Anthony Gill closing over Gafford, and with Keldon Johnson just always being awful whenever I play him. But, yeah, the rest of my lineup, the bright spots here, Trey Jones, um, 43% owned. I mean, I thought he was great value once we knew, got news he was starting. I was a little bit surprised the ownership on Derek White dropped a bit, only 36%. Um, I had no real worries with him starting at the two. Still knew he would handle a good amount of the point guard duties. And the Spurs were just really, really thin in a great matchup. Uh, Devin Vassell, I also used for value once, what, once we had news that he was starting. And the Spurs were missing a lot of guys. So I wasn't as, like, I still brought it up in Patreon. I was like, eh, there's a chance we can get popped here. Like, somehow Pop will find a way to, you know, give Josh Primo, like, 40 minutes. But um, luckily, like, the starters all got some pretty decent run. Um, Campazzo, only 50% owned. Uh, he had a, a 
ceiling game. Like that was de- you cannot expect 60 again for a Capazzo, but um, yeah, he smashed. And then Diallo at 43% ownership. I actually did prefer Bay, but um, I moved a couple things around and wanted to stack up San Antonio and Detroit. And once I did that, I couldn't afford uh, Bay, so I settled on, settled on Diallo, and it worked out in a big way. He went for 71 fancy points. So um, yeah, guys, that was it for the look back. Hope you guys had a good night. Let's see if again, we can keep it rolling for this uh, six-game slate. Really quick, this is the winning lineup here in the Thunderdome. So uh, James Harden, Compazzo, Diallo, Bay, Garza, Walton, Vassell, and Daniel Gafford. Um, so you had Vassell, 100% owned. The two uh, value centers, 50% owned. Sadiq Bay, 50% owned. Diallo was only 16%. Um, Compazzo, 50%. Harden, 50%. Bills fan was the only guy that faded Jokic. Jokic was 83% owned. Ibaka got a decent amount of ownership. Uh, he's going to get a ton of run. Um, Cassius Stanley also got a decent amount of ownership, 66%. But, yeah, guys, um, that is it for the look back. Really quick, and if you guys do enjoy the YouTube videos, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Would greatly appreciate that. All right, so Orlando and Boston is the first game here. Orlando, we have some question marks. So still no Cole Anthony, still no Kiki, Suggs, Fultz. MCW, Robin Lopez, Gravit, Johnson, they're all out. Um, but we do have a couple guys back here. So Terrence Ross is back. We might have Mo Bamba back as well. So Orlando's getting relatively healthy. So obviously, obviously that'll be pretty significant to keep an eye on the news there for um, who ends up playing. But yeah, at the top of the guys at Carter Jr. and Franz Wagner, um, I mean, the price points just don't really stand out for either of them. Uh, especially if we do get Bamba uh, coming back too. That's just one more body in this rotation that's relatively high usage. So both more contrarian options. Mo Bamba himself at 6K, again, does not really stand out to me, even if he plays. If he misses, we'll see how they do the starting lineup. Um, last game was hard, Gillespie, but he barely played. It was actually Mo Wagner that played a solid amount off the bench. Um, so he'd be an interesting value play. But yeah, we have Terrence Ross coming back. He's at 4.9K. Um yeah, and then you have Arjun Hampton, who's priced now up to 5K. So there's not a ton that really stands out to me from the Orlando side. Uh, you know, team getting a little bit more healthy. Um, plus, you have some guys priced up. On the Boston side, so the big news here is Jason Tatum. He is currently questionable due to the COVID protocols. Might be back here. If Jason Tatum is back, um, then Jalen Brown's more of a secondary play and then downgrade everyone else on Boston. If Jason Tatum can't go, then Jalen Brown's going to look good, and the secondary option's going to look a lot better, too. We also have Robert Williams questionable. Now, Robert Williams, the last week or so, has been playing really well. He had a triple-double last game. Went for 10, 11, and 10, five blocks and two steals. Um, yeah, if he plays, I think he's a decent GVP play. If he misses, Al Horford most likely plays a lot at the five, and then, and then would look like a pretty good play with no canter or no freedom as well. Um, and then, yeah, the rest of the, the Boston guys, and we have Schroeder, back now um if there's no jason tatum i think schroeder probably be my second favorite uh play here on boston just because he'll be you know him and jalen brown will kind of dominate the usage there all right indiana and cleveland so the pacers another team that are relatively shorthanded no brogdon no duarte no warren no lamb uh no tj mcconnell so start we'll, we'll start with sabonis and lavert sabonis 9.8k and cleveland's been pretty solid defensively but he should play close to 40 minutes and a guy that has a pretty high floor can kind of do it in a ton of different ways so for 24 14 6 2 and 1 last game so i think he looks decent i think lavert looks pretty good um you know playing a ton of minutes and just doing a, all the ball handling really uh, with malcolm brogdon now he's playing again massive minutes 39 39 37 so I think Levert and Sabonis both look pretty good, even though Cleveland has been solid defensively. Miles Turner, 6'8", probably if he stays out of foul trouble, plays 30-ish minutes, but doesn't really stand out as price point. Now, we might have some 
interesting value here for the Pacers. Like Justin Holiday probably plays big minutes, but he's a low usage guy. He's a fair value option. They started Washington last game. He played 30 minutes. If he starts again, he's playable value, not a very good point per minute guy. And then you had guys like Craig and Brissett off the bench play some pretty decent minutes. Craig played 32 minutes. You had Brissett um, play 31. So I think those two are definitely in play for value on a shorthanded uh, Indiana team. On the Cleveland side, so no Garland, uh, no Osmond, no Denzel Valentine. So Jared Allen, 9.1K, just too pricey for me. Um, came right back and played 37 minutes, but 9-1 is just too much for me to pay for him. Kevin Love smashed off the bench in 30 minutes. Um, the good thing is the minutes are still there for him, right? Even with Mobley and, and Allen both back, Kevin Love is still getting minutes, and he's super productive when he's on the court. So at this price point, um, probably not a cash game play, but still some interest in for GPPs. Evan Mobley himself, again, feels feels priced about right. Marketing, kind of the same thing. As far as the guards go, like, Coro doesn't really stand out. Pangos is not playing a ton. He's playing, like, 24-ish minutes. Um, they did go to Brandon Goodwin as the backup point guard. He played 25 minutes. I guess you can take a shot in him in a large hill tournament. Again, they traded for Rondo, but I don't believe he's going to be available for this one. So not a ton that stands out for me on the Cleveland side. Miami and Sacramento. So Miami's a team that's, once again, going to be pretty shorthanded. So the, the main starters here, I think, look pretty good in a good spot. Jimmy Butler, 10K, should play mid-30s minutes. I think he looks really safe. Lottery at 4 more of a secondary play. Um, he'll take a backseat to guys like Jimmy and Hero. Uh, Tyler Hero himself at 7-4. Um, I think it makes her a pretty good play in the mid-range. Again, he started, played 38 minutes last game. Yurt Goat, Yurt Goat 7, so happy he's finally getting run. I think he plays low 30s minutes. The price point now feels about right, but I still think he's viable. Um, you have Martin at 4'9", who played 38 minutes. Again, not going to be a super high usage guy in this offense, but if he's going to play 38 minutes again, I think he's a relatively safe value play. It was Kyle Guy that played well off the bench in 24 minutes. Um, I don't necessarily expect that to happen again. Also, his price is 4.5K. So, I mean, you can go to him in a tournament, but I would not expect what he did uh, last game to happen again. And then they use Chris Silva as the backup five. Um, if for some reason Yurt 7 gets in foul trouble, they're going to have to go to Chris Silva. So, um, I think he makes for an interesting dart throw. And then they have the, uh, the one of Miami's goats, Mario Chalmers, is back. Now, I'm not sure if he'll be in the rotation or not, but he is the flatman Bryce. If you want to take a shot on him at a large field tournament. Sacramento. So Sacramento, pretty unappealing team here. Tough matchup. Um, Halliburton uh, now to De'Aaron Fox is that gif of, look at me, look at me. I'm the captain now, right? Halliburton, I think, is, is the guy now. Um, De'Aaron Fox has just really, really struggled this year at Halliburton. Um, has been playing really well, uh, handling the ball a lot more. Ten assists now the last three games, even with Fox in. So if I'm going to go to someone on one of the spend-ups for Sacramento, it's going to be Halliburton. The Fox or the price is way down on Fox, but I just don't. I still don't know if I can do it. Barnes healed. I'm going to pass on now. Big news: No Rashawn Holmes. So um, they do have Alex Len back. Uh, they do have uh, you know, Tristan Thompson they can use. But my guess is Damian Jones picks up the start. He's been playing well as the backup five. Been playing around 20 minutes. So if Damian Jones starts, I like him for value. They could always go to Tristan Thompson or Alex Len too. So like whoever starts the five would probably feel the best about. But my guess is it's going to be Dam- Damian Jones. If he does start, I think he makes for a good value at the flatman price. 
Phoenix and Charlotte, so this is a great, great matchup. I've been, you know, just wanting to target teams against Charlotte. Um, Devin Booker, 8.5K. I know the floor is still relatively low, but this is just a smash spot. So I like him quite a bit here for tournaments. 26, 24, and 20 shot attempts last three games. Chris Paul, a um, little bit of higher floor, probably not as high of a ceiling as Devin Booker, but maybe a little bit of a safer play. I think he's a fine cash option. No Aiden, no McGee, no Kaminsky, no Crowder, no Nader. So Cam Johnson's going to play big Mets at 5.4, you know, 35-ish or so. I think he's makes a relatively safe play in an up-tempo game. No Adjami as well, as I mentioned. So Jalen Smith is going to start at the five and probably play a ton of minutes. I think he's a good play, assuming he can stay out of foul trouble. So I like Jalen Smith a good amount. Um, Mikel Bridges' role never changes with anyone is out. Campaign, I think, could play a little bit more. 31 and 21 minutes last couple games. I think there's a chance like he could play mid-20s minutes, which makes him a decent GBP play. Shamet 3-2, uh, got mid-20s Mets, so he's just not a good point permanent guy at all. And then I will mention um, Summer League, one of the Summer League goats, Emmanuel Terry, actually was the backup five. He played 11 minutes. If for some reason that Jalen Smith gets in some foul trouble, they'll probably go to Terry. So kind of the same play as like a Chris Silva, just a large field tournament play. But um, if the guy in front of him gets in foul trouble, you could see him have a pretty solid game. On the Charlotte side, we have Bridges and Washington, questionable. Um, they did clear protocols, but questionable due to conditioning. So... There's really two guys I'm interested in here. Lamella Ball, 9-5, I think makes for a good tournament play. Um, I think the matchup might scare some people off him, but he's still going to play mid-30s Mets and be pretty high usage. And then Terry Rozier, I mean, he's up and down, but, like, the ceiling is there for him. So, like, I think he's a decent GP play. 44 and 58 fans points the last three, uh, couple games. Again, don't expect that every game, but the upside is there with a guy like Rozier. And then if P.J. Washington can't go, then a guy like Mason Plumley probably pushes for around 30 minutes and would be an okay play uh, but the issue is here the price went up to 5.5k so not great that the price went up a thousand dollars dallas and okc so we have porzingis most likely sitting out this game um we have luka Doncic back i haven't seen anything on a minutes limit for him yet so assuming no limitations here for luka i think it makes for a pretty safe spend up um just obviously keep an eye on the news right if he's gonna be limited i'm probably not gonna go there if there's no limitations i think he looks good Brunson at 7-7, so we'll see if they do the starting lineup if they start Brunson alongside Luka. They might. Um, either way, Brunson's still going to be the number two on offense, one Porzingis uh, with Porzingis out. So I think he's still viable. Dorian Finney-Smith, Tim Hardaway, um, neither really stand out. Again, we do have Tim Hardaway back. And then with Porzingis most likely out, my guess is Maxi Kleba picks up the start, who also cleared protocols. If he does, I think he makes for a good value play. So um, a lot of news we're, we're going to keep an eye on here for Dallas with minutes limits and stuff like that for guys coming back off COVID. On the Thunder side, so no SGA, no Baisley. So this is going to be Josh Giddey's team for when uh, SGA is out. Um, you know, he's shown some upside, and his floor goes a, uh, up a lot more when SGA is out. Just he has to do a lot more of the playmaking role. So um, I think Josh Giddey at this price point is a decent GBP play. I don't think a ton of people get to him, but... Um, I'm fine paying the price point for him. Also, we recently got news that Lou Dort is questionable. So that's, you know, one other piece of news to monitor. Um, as far as the value options, you're never going to feel great about these guys. But Ty Jerome, 4-2, um, 35 and 27 minutes last couple games. I think he still gets some relatively decent run. Aaron Wiggins, 4-1, probably still starts and plays 25 to 30 minutes. He's a fair value um, Kenneth Williams at 3.9K, especially if Dort is out, might push for 30 minutes. He's a guy that can do it in a lot of different ways. So I like him for value a decent amount. The centers, it's hard to trust these guys. So we're splitting minutes like Roby, Muscala, Derek Favors. We also have Pokashevsky back. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll monitor the status there of uh, Lou Dort because that could open up a couple extra minutes for some of those secondary plays. 
And finally, Minnesota and the Lakers. So this one's trickier for Minnesota. So Ant-Man and Vanderbilt returned last game, but Ant-Man was struggling with his conditioning. He only played 31 minutes. Um, so that's tough because if there's no limitations for Ant-Man at 8-3, I think he looks great here against the Lakers because like he's going to have to do everything, good matchup, and usage will be there. Um, but if he's going to be somewhat limited, then it makes it a little bit tricky. Again, Vanderbilt, same thing. Um, if like one or both these guys end up like resting, then like Beasley and McDaniel, it's gonna be the same story as with last week. Like Beasley, McDaniel's, uh, you know, whoever starts the five, whether it be Nas Reed or Knight, are gonna look really good. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty significant news. Um, but if assuming both play and there's no limitations for Ant Man, like I said, I like him a good amount there. Um, the other options of Anthony Edwards and Vanderbilt are both in. I don't know if there's one play that stands out. I mean, Pat Beverly probably pushes for 30 minutes. He's a good defender. I think he's a relatively safe play. Beasley at this price of Ant-Man plays, more of a secondary option. And McDaniels with Vanderbilt back probably loses a couple extra minutes. Keep an eye on who starts. Again, it could be Knight. It could be Nas Reed. Whoever starts the five, I think, makes for a decent value. Um, but yeah, let's finish up with the Lakers. So LeBron James is on another level right now. He's been phenomenal. Um, for 78 fancy points in 29 minutes in a blowout too. He, he could have gone for 100 fancy points that game. So LeBron, definitely one of the safest spend-ups on the board for sure. He looks really good here. Westbrook, more of your tournament pivot. Uh, will come in at a lot less ownership, but also way riskier. The value here for the Lakers, mm, mm. If I had to pick one, probably would be Malik Monk, who should get around 30 minutes, and it's been relatively consistent over the last couple weeks, but there's just not much else I feel confident about here. They have Ariza, they have Stanley Johnson, they dusted off Austin Reeves coming back. Brad, like They just have too many guys that you know, I just don't think I want to mess with the secondary options here for the Lakers. So, yeah, guys, that will do it for the video today. If you haven't enjoyed the content, again, just make sure to hit that like button. Let's try to aim for 100 and this one. Subscribe and hit the notification bell. Thanks again, guys. Have a great night, and I will see you all in the next one.